Hey everybody, welcome to the ProGov Podcast, a monthly podcast exploring policies and tools for progressive local governance with leaders from policy research institutes around the U.S. The ProGov Podcast is brought to you by ProGov21.org, a free resource of public good for local legislators, policymakers, and advocates. ProGov21 is a fully searchable digital archive of thousands of progressive local and state policies and tools for their effective use. I'm your host, Ada Inman, and today we are joined by Julia Bauer and Christine Baker-Smith from National League of Cities, otherwise known as NLC, for a great discussion about home rule and preemption. Julia and Christine, thank you so much for joining me today. Christine, as the National League of Cities Director of Research and the Center for City Solutions, you have experience in education, policy, and research. And Julia, as the NLC's program specialist, your work is focused on local government development and improving the accessibility and equitability of government service delivery. Can you each tell me a little bit about your career trajectory and how you got to where you are today? This is Christine speaking, and I am a sociologist by training and have spent most of my career focusing on K-12 education. The last few years, I have been focused on higher education. And in that work, I have spent a lot of time thinking about how federal and state and city policies impact students' basic needs as they go through their education trajectory. My main skill is that I am a research methodologist, so I do most of this work through thinking about good research design and making sure that the research we do is reflective of the needs and opinions and values of the people that we study. And I'll pass on to Julia. My name is Julia Bauer, and I am program specialist. And my career trajectory, you know, um, looks a little shorter than Christie's. I'm closer to being someone that just came out of a master's program last May. So I started out as a sociology major and got really into research, and that research turned into policy-specific research. So I did a lot of work in learning more about environmental policy and how that impacts local governments, and also moving towards the um, COVID-19 pandemic. During my master's program, the Indiana State Municipal League reached out to my master's program, and they were trying to figure out how they can learn more about online public engagement through the COVID-19 pandemic, ensuring that residents are more engaged and are still getting the necessary civic engagement that they need to have a functioning local democracy. So we did research with the Indiana League, trying to learn more about what opportunities local governments currently have for residents to engage online. And that also came with a bit of a twist as Indiana didn't have a law in place to allow local governments to actually move their platforms online. So that comes back to preemption, where we were trying to figure out, okay, the governor could sign like a short-term referendum allowing local governments to continue doing things online, but that there was no law in place that allowed them to continue that. So that really got me into the preemption space, learning about how state law can really impact what you can do at a local level. And from there, I learned about NLC and doing more research in the COVID-19 space with the American Rescue Plan Act and just got more engaged with preemption and how NLC has been at the forefront of that. Thank you both. Could either of you tell me a little bit about the National League of Cities and the work that you guys do? 
So National League of Cities is actually almost 100 years old. We are closing in on our 100-year anniversary and have been a staunch advocate for cities, towns, and villages around the country. And what that means is that we have a 150-person organization that's set up to provide research, technical assistance, and membership services to all of our cities, towns, and villages to ensure that they have the necessary supports to ensure quality of life and the best services they can for their constituents. Are there any new policies or reports that our listeners should keep an eye out for from NLC? Yes, we actually have a number of things happening this fall. From our team, what we have coming out is the City Fiscal Conditions Report, which will be released in October. And we'll look at city fiscal conditions for this last year, as well as looking at trends across the last 20 years or so, so that we can inform both our cities and state and federal policymakers about the fiscal health of our cities. Additionally, we have a municipal workforce report coming out. We are working on a number of briefs focused on the municipal workforce and different issues surrounding them. What's happening right now is we all know there are supply chain issues uh, around the world. And one of the things that we are trying to address is to understand how cities, towns, and villages can improve those supply chain issues by improving their workforce. Thank you so much. I'm going to hand it over to Ada for our next set of questions. Thank you, Gabriella. So I want to dive deeper into policy-specific questions, specifically talking about the NLC report, Principles of Home Rule for the 21st Century. So first, just to start us off, what is preemption and what is home rule? All right. So preemption and home rule are two sides of the same coin. Preemption means that a state or federal authority, in most cases we're thinking about the state, is preempting or not allowing a local government, a city, town, or village to make its own laws or policies. Home rule is when those cities, towns, and villages are able to make their own policies. So jumping off of that, how does strong state and federal preemption affect local communities? Strong state and federal preemption really changes how local communities can act and respond to different local issues. So sometimes strong state preemption limits the number of tools local governments have to address specific community needs. So for example, some states limit a municipality's authority to implement local rent controls, which could lead to higher housing costs in different cities across the state, which would directly impact residents. But allowing them to have rent control gives them another tool that they could potentially implement to uh, substantiate these unnecessary hardships on residents. You mentioned that state preemption limits the tools the local governments have available to address needs, which seems like a negative, but are there any positives to state or federal preemption? Yeah. So state and federal preemption, one of the things that it does allow is for economies of scale. So think, for example, about a city or a municipality that wants to build new sewer lines. If they're doing this on a local level, they have to come up with all of the funding to do these sewer lines. And as you know, cities and towns are connected to each other and those sewer lines are connected to each other. At a state level, if the state is able to buy in bulk 
for example, the actual pipes that are used, and they're applying them to a number of cities and towns. There's both an economy of scale and an opportunity for combining or ensuring that the policies and practices are consistent across cities. Additionally, some of these standards, the preemption standards, will do things like set minimum standards for cities. So for example, minimum wage. The state can set a ceiling or a floor. When the state sets a floor, it's ensuring that all residents in the entire state have a basic minimum wage. However, if it sets a ceiling, then it doesn't allow for a city to adjust for living costs in that city. A great example is New York, where cost of living in northern New York is very different than cost of living in New York City. And by not allowing New York City to adjust its minimum wage, the state is preempting and impacting the ability of New York City to address the needs of its residents. Why do state governments limit local government's home rule? So I think we'll say again, there's some consistency issues. By limiting a local government's home rule, the state can ensure that everybody is meeting the same standard. It can also regulate in a consistent way across the state, which allows for better budgeting, more consistent access to when you think about things like transportation and all of our infrastructure. They need to be able to do that in a way that's seamless across cities and towns. What can local governments then do to strengthen home rule? And how can they challenge or work around preemption? There are several ways that cities can fight against preemption. So this can take, you know, a legal route where it turns to the courts to decide. Other ways include the legislative route, which could even look like changing the state constitution. And also there's a ballot initiative option as well, letting voters decide what they want to see in their community. Some examples of that successful workaround include Colorado repealing minimum wage um, at a legislative level, as well as Arkansas partially repealing a municipal broadband preemption, allowing municipalities to have their own broadband. And an additional way we're seeing cities work around preemption is by engaging their private partnerships. So private corporations have different regulations than a municipality or a government authority would, which may provide them with opportunities to allow a private company to do something that the city can't if the city wants to work towards something. We're seeing this in places like broadband expansion and transportation, for example. What's the process for local governments to challenge state preemption in court? And what should residents and local officers consider when they challenge state preemption laws? So as we are not legal authorities, uh, we turn to our partners, LSSC, uh, who were working around the country and have been doing this work for a long time and would refer you to them to think about some of those specifics. But I think one of the most important things that municipalities need to think about is the ways that they can make this valuable for the state as well. So they need to understand the reasons for preemption around a particular issue and be able to make a strong case against those reasons. Julia, do you want to chime in with the full name of LSSC? It is the Local Solutions Support Center. Great. Thank you. So what are the national trends in terms of expanding home rule or expanding preemption power? So this has been a continual push and pull between states and localities for a long time. In 2019, we saw a lot of local governments lose local authority and have limited preemption powers. But there's also an unprecedented amount of counter preemption trending as well, like I mentioned, Colorado and Arkansas. Thank you. We talked about some of the negative effects that happen with state preemption, but if there wasn't state preemption, what critical problems could local governments address if they had stronger home rule powers? 
So overall, local governments would have the ability to be more responsive to citizens' immediate needs. And like I mentioned, with rent control, they would be able to implement those um, controls and allow citizens to stay within their residence rather than being pushed out by higher prices and price gouging. So this also leads to, you know, faster time to resolution turnaround for local governments. You know, they hear a citizen's complaint and then they're able to respond relatively quickly compared to if it went to the state level. And then this also allows them to have the flexibility to design plans and policies around topics that are uniquely and actually impacting their citizens. So this could be, you know, in a rural area, a lot of rural places still don't have access to broadband. So being able to work with your municipality to potentially bring broadband to your community, that would be potentially more immediate than working through the state. And I think broadband's a great example. There are all kinds of things you don't think about when you think about broadband. There is the need for the infrastructure, meaning the poles, the lines, all of those things. And then you have the private company providing your broadband, whether it's Comcast or Sprint or Verizon. And then you have the actual use of the waves, you know, the things that actually distribute the Wi-Fi and the 5G. And each of those are governed by different policies and regulations at the state and local level. And so every time the local locality runs into something that's governed by the state, they have extra steps to go through. And they also have less flexibility because the state, again, is governing based on the needs of the whole state as opposed to that particular locality. What kind of resources does NLC offer local community members to expand home rule? So we have a lot of different options for cities and state organizations to get involved with expanding home rule and limiting preemption. So one of the things that Christy and I do the most is around research. So we have a large number of research reports explaining where states currently stand on certain municipal issues. So most recently, we had a report on housing come out, uh, specifically looking at affordable housing options and how states allow or limit local authority in that area. Then another resource is just our federal advocacy that we do for states and localities at the national scale. So I've mentioned working on the American Rescue Plan Act that came with a lot of federal advocacy from NLC and being able to advocate that cities are capable of making decisions for themselves and what their citizens need, and especially in responding to an emergency like the COVID-19 pandemic. Other more tangible things include, you know, conferences and workshops that we offer. So we have two national convenings every year where states and city leaders are able to join and learn from each other during workshops and also learn from experts and how they can address these concerns. And then also we offer technical assistance, which we don't currently have a specific one on preemption, but we have a lot of different technical assistance realms. So one um, that we're just starting is on local infrastructure, which, you know, we've mentioned how infrastructure is impacted by preemption already, but being able to pull resources and having cities come together in a cohort and learn from each other is one of the biggest resources that cities have to be able to expand home rule in their state. That was Julia Bauer, NLC's program specialist, and Christine Baker-Smith, NLC's Director of Research. The National League of Cities is an organization comprised of city, town, and village leaders that are focused on improving the quality of life for their current and future constituents. 
With over 90 years of dedication to the strength, health, and advancement of local governments, NLC has gained the trust and support of more than 2,000 cities across the nation. Their mission is to strengthen local leadership, influence federal policy, and drive innovative solutions. NLC, thank you so much for your work and for your contributions to the ProGov 21 Policy Library. And as always, thank you to the Free Music Archive for providing our soundtrack. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Ada Inman, and this is the ProGov Podcast. We'll be back in September with a new episode discussing progressive local policy around food, featuring Jim Hightower. To keep up to date with ProGov 21 in the meantime, you can follow us at ProGov21 on Twitter, sign up to receive our newsletter, and check out our constantly expanding, fully searchable online library of progressive policy resources at ProGov21.org.